You're listening to the Be Well, Be Wild podcast. I'm Jenny Wolf, and with over 13 years of coaching experience, I know a thing or two about transforming the way you live, love, and lead. If you're looking to wildly upgrade your life, relationships, productivity, mental, physical, spiritual well-being, then you're in the right place. My goal on this podcast is to show you how to authentically leverage greater well-being, connection, and leadership to create true joy and lasting success at home and work. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, skills, and mindset shifts required to say bye to the status quo life and hello to being well and wildly successful. Hi, and welcome back to the podcast. If you are someone that has perhaps idolized structure, thinking that structure would make all the difference for you in your life, perhaps having more structure in your business, more structure in your workouts, then this podcast is for you. And alternatively, if you are someone that has put freedom on a pedestal, that has put ease and spaciousness on a pedestal, and you think that that would benefit you in your life, then this podcast is also for you. Today, I'm going to be talking about these two concepts, essentially balancing ease with effort. And in our society, it can be really challenging to find the balance between these two things because, you know, a lot of people are looking for more um, achievements in their life. And it's interesting because our society will really encourage us to have more structure and to be more disciplined, yet without the discipline, there's no freedom. And then the saying also is without freedom, there is no discipline. So we have to be able to find out what are our tendencies? What is natural for you? What is that you, what is the thing that you tend to go towards? Do you tend to go more towards effort, hard work, perfecting things? Um, Perhaps you're looking to always fix things, to work harder, to make things better, to have more structure, um, more stability. Or maybe your tendency is that you have more, you're more looking for comfort and ease and openness in your life and more of a margin. And perhaps, you know, these things feel, can often feel like they go against each other. But in fact, too much or too little of either of them creates an imbalance. And it can feel, like a frustrating battle to find how do we balance these two things? Well, I want to introduce this concept to you that really changed the game for me. And it's something that I often share with clients that really helps them understand how to find harmony between these two things. And I actually learned it at a yoga training and it has just stuck with me because it was one of these things that I learned in my body. It was like instantaneously I could do it in my body And that was the thing that really set it apart for me and being like, oh, okay, well, how can I actually take this from a physical practice and put it actually into my life? Maybe it being a mental practice or something that I do in my business. So the good thing is that everybody typically has a tendency to go towards one or the other. And not one is right and not one is wrong, but you might feel as if one is right and one is wrong. 
But hopefully after you listen to this, you're going to find that both of these things are actually great. It's just that they're concepts that we need to perhaps use more of one than the other in certain situations because the tendency might be to focus more on one or the other. And something to consider for yourself is that you might do different things in different areas of your life. You might have a stronger energy of something in your personal life, in your relationships, in your workouts. And then when you look at your business and your finances, then it might be a different type of energy. And so what's helpful is that once you understand what these things are, you can start to look at other areas of your life and see how you can actually use tools and structures and then support in that area of the life and actually transfer it over. So I think this skill is just so important to learn because it's transferable throughout our life. So let's look at these two concepts. Let's understand what they actually are. And then let's talk about ways that we can actually implement these in our life. So regardless of where you stand, I'm going to give you ideas for both because like I said, you might look at different areas in your life and find that you're more of one than the other, but in another area of your life, it's the complete opposite. But it's helpful to know what your natural tendency is. Okay, so this concept is taught in yoga philosophy. It's actually from the Yoga Sutras of Pantanjali. And this is like the theory and the practice of yoga. And it's a yoga sutra. So meaning that it is kind of like a, a sentence that people use and like they go by. And so this is Sutra 2.46, if you're curious. So it's in the Yoga Sutras of Pantanjali, if you're familiar. And it's Sturam Sukha Asana. This sentence can roughly be translated as posture should be stable and comfortable. Bear with me here because if we also reword this in another way, it's really the balance between effort and ease. And what they're referring to here is actually the the physical practice of yoga, the postures in yoga, the ones that you see perhaps on Instagram or you see in images. They're referring to that and they're saying every posture should have these two components, effort and ease, or another way it can be translated stability and comfort or strength and spaciousness. You can see that there's multiple translations here. However, what we're really going to be looking at here is how we can actually take this off the mat, as they say, out of the yoga posture practice and actually looking at how you can apply this to your life. However, like I said, one of the great ways to actually experience this in the moment is to practice it in your own body. So you can maybe start to pay attention as I'm talking about what these two concepts are. So the two words that we're going to be looking at are stira and sukha. Stira is spelled S-T-H-I-R-A, and sukha is spelled S-U-K-H-A. So these are Sanskrit terms. Stira refers to stability, intent, and strength. It arises from the root word sta, which means to stand and to be firm. And then when we look at sukha, it refers to this different type of energy, what a lot of people would say is the opposite energy, this comfort, ease, openness, spaciousness, this flexibility. The literal meaning is good space. It comes from the root word sa, which is good, su, sorry, which is good, and ka, which is space. So 
these two concepts, stura and sukha, can be applied in our life. And we're going to look at how we can actually do this. But before we go into that, one of the things that is going to be important to know is that doing the opposite of what is natural for you in an area of your life can bring discomfort and resistance and maybe even some anger. So something to know that it's like if you are more in the spirit energy where you love structure and you love, I even sometimes think of it as like rigidity, like you like the the structure and the intenseness behind things. Well, if someone tells you to relax or to soften, you might be like, heck no, I'm not doing that, right? Because you might feel like you're going to lose your edge. So that is very normal. Um, Yet the reward of finding a more balanced way of living, and I really like to think of it as a well-rounded way of living or a well-rounded practice. Like if you're thinking about you know, yoga being a practice. Living is also something that you're practicing. So a well-rounded way of practicing, a fulfilling life, when you start to see that, when you start to balance these two things, it is well worth it. it. However, it is going to require us to listen to ourselves, to listen to what we really need, and also to be honest with ourselves, right? You're going to know probably right off the bat, we're you stand with these? What is natural for you? What you might put on a pedestal and think that, okay, like that's it. I need to have way more stability or I need to have way more comfort and ease and openness. And that is going to be really important as we dive into this conversation of understanding how are you going to actually create more of this balance? So if your tendency is more of this stirra energy, always going, working harder, making things perfect, busy, active, stressed, in this case, leaning more towards grounding, relaxing practices, things that make you feel um, supported and increase ease in your life is going to be transformative. It's going to bring about more harmony in your life. Another way of thinking of this is it's going to bring about more flow in your life. So some ways you might already have ideas of ways that you can do this, but I like to think of it in different areas of our life. But one way that you can do this with work, for example, is if you are someone that has this steer energy, you might have a back-to-back schedule. You might be scheduling things back to back, barely having time to go to the bathroom, barely having time to eat. Perhaps you're working really long hours. You don't have time for yourself. You don't have time for others. So for you to incorporate more of the sukha energy might look like you even just taking five minute, a five minute break during the day. It might look like scheduling your lunch and so that you actually have that time to sit down and eat lunch. It might look like having a leader start to your day. It might look like wrapping up earlier. But what are some ways that you can create more ease that would make you specifically, because that's what matters, have more ease in your life? What would that look like? I know I had one client that started, you know, looking at her schedule. And one of the things that she realized was that every meeting she had was one hour long. Does your meeting always need to be an hour long? And she was like, you know what? My default with this is going to be 30 minutes. I'm going to schedule just 30 minutes for meetings. 
all the time instead of doing an hour every single time. And it was so nice because she would still block out an hour, but she would do 30 minutes. So she had a buffer of 30 minutes and she would start taking that time for herself. And it created so much ease because she was able to get up, go to the bathroom, go do some other things, grab a bite to eat, that sort of thing. So just an idea, but you getting creative in terms of what would bring about ease for you. Now let's look at relationship. If you find that you're maybe a little bit more of this like active, assertive, talkative, busy, working really hard on a relationship type of person, that might look like you creating some more of an opportunity for you to listen in relationship. So what would create more ease? Maybe softening in that relationship. What would be some ways that you could do that, that you could bring about this easefulness, this spaciousness? Maybe it's creating more quality time where you guys don't have to go and do something, right? It's like more just having a conversation. What would bring about ease in your relationship? Do more of that. All right. What about workouts? This is a huge one. I think this always comes up with clients. Um, So I would say about half of my clients, they're big into working out and have a pretty intense workout schedule. So um, like me, I love to do CrossFit. So I often am going to a CrossFit class in the morning, pretty early in the morning. And so one of the ways that I bring more ease into my workouts is I do Pilates once a week. And even though it's difficult, it helps bring more of that flexibility and more of that softness into just my physical body. But also from a mental standpoint, it's not as intense. So also just listening to your body. So those days that you might be finding that you're working a lot on your strength, you're working a lot on um, this stability energy or this um, structured energy in your life. Like what if you thought about taking a nap instead of going for your workout, right? Maybe you really need the nap over the run. So thinking about what are some ways that you can actually create, increase the ease, not without having no stira, right? Cause again, we're not looking at completely getting rid of that other energy. We're just looking at balancing it out in terms of what you need in your life. So that's a that's just your, for your physical well-being, that's something to be thinking about. Another thing might be just adding in more stretching. So one of the things that I know has really helped with me is like stretching before bed. I mean, it takes five minutes, but it makes such a difference because I feel like it regulates my breathing, my nervous system, and it feels really great. Um, meditation is a big one that I hear people often do. I know that that's been incorporated into my practice. Um journaling, pausing. So how can we create more, again, of that ease? What would that look like for you? Is it pausing and journaling? Is it meditating? Is it taking a couple breaths? Perhaps it's even you working with a coach that is skilled in this. And what I mean by that is like maybe you get a meditation teacher because maybe you have a hard time doing that yourself. So Really important to be thinking about ways that you can get supported to create the ease because you're probably going to be resistance to resistant to it. Um, the other thing is generally speaking, and I kind of referred to this earlier, but is just creating some margin in your schedule. Looking at your schedule 
in the new year, thinking about like, maybe you say no to a few things. Maybe you don't say yes to every single thing. Perhaps you give yourself days off. Perhaps you take more vacations. Whatever it might be, you don't need to do all of these things again. I'm just giving you ideas, not as a way to overwhelm you, but as a way to inspire you. So really be thinking about what are the ways that are going to work actually for you in these different areas of your life. Okay. Now, if you are someone that's finding yourself being more of this suka energy in your life, you are adaptable, you go with the flow, you're always ready for whatever's coming to you. Um, you might find it hard to get tasks done sometimes um, to bring yourself into balance. It's going to be important for you to find more of a regimented practice that will bring more strength and more structure into your life. So more of a regimen is going to be helpful for you. Um, so some of the things that can be really helpful here are going to be time blocking. So you might um, look at your schedule and think about, okay, well, I'm going to work for this period of time doing this task. Um, and then you give yourself some free time, right? Um, and then you're kind of going back and forth. Again, we're not getting rid of that suka energy. We're just looking at a way to start to create more of the stability and the structure in your schedule. Speaking up, you might speak up more. This is a big one. I think for people that have more of this suka energy that you are like, you might be the peacekeeper or the people pleaser. And so for you, it might be really transformative for you to speak up about what you think to actually say what you want and to make decisions about things and to ask for what you need. The other thing that I was thinking about here is being intentional about your day, bringing more intention into the things that you're doing. So instead of just flying by the seat of your pants and seeing what happens, you might think, okay, if I were looking at the end of my day, how do I want to feel at the end of my day? Um, come up with a few words and then bring that intention into your day and see how it might change how you show up. You might find yourself feeling more balanced at the end of the day because you're bringing more intention instead of just kind of going through the motions with things. In terms of a physical well-being, incorporating strength-based workouts can be a great thing for you, like strength training um, or anything that would have a little bit more of a rigidity to it or more of a, I would say, like a strength piece to it. So for someone that has more suka energy, they might not really be doing any workouts <laughs> or they might be, but they might be a little bit less structured with it. So getting support here can be so helpful. Like you might want to consider getting a trainer once a week or, you know, going to Pilates um, a couple times a week or joining a community that gives you that structure so that you have that to rely on instead of having to always work against your nature of what this is. And that's with anything, whether it be getting accountability for time blocking, you know, you could do that with a friend or um, maybe getting support with speaking up around stuff, you know, asking for support from your family or um, from a coach or from a therapist or something like that can also be really helpful. So I will say that regardless of where you fall on the spectrum, we tend to idolize one of these. We tend to say, you know, oh, freedom and spaciousness and margin, like that's where it's at. 
Or you might be on the other side and you might be like, no, structure, rigidity, like stability, um, being really busy, like that's where it's at. And starting to just course correct yourself and see that not one is is necessarily better than the other, but instead finding out what are the ways that you can start to create the balance between these two without making one right and making one wrong and feeling it in your body. So that's what I'm going to kind of leave you with right now is thinking about that within yourself. So when you're sitting in a chair, perhaps you're doing something right now, whether you're sitting in your car or you're standing, wherever you are right now, I want you to think about your body and think about how you're holding your body. As soon as I said that, you may have immediately like tensed up a little bit or stood up a little bit straighter or pulled your shoulders back or lifted your chin, right? Because you brought your attention to your body. That right there is that stir of energy because there's intention behind it, right? And you're paying attention. Or maybe as I'm saying this, you notice, oh, I'm holding my shoulders up to my ears or I'm feeling like I'm holding my belly in or I'm gripping in my hands. When you start to notice that and then you can soften, that is you bringing in that sukha energy. And so both of these things can exist at the same time. It's not either or because without this stir energy, you would just be a puddle on the floor, right? (laughs) So we don't want to be all sukha. You would just be you know, a puddle. (laughs) But when we add in this sukha energy, this easefulness, we're able to breathe. And I think about this with yoga, and this is where I had learned it, is really when I'm in an intense pose or I'm trying to work towards something or I was trying to work towards something like perhaps it's a balanced pose or required a lot of focus and intent and stability, right? Because you're trying to balance perhaps on one foot and you can maybe try this right now. Well, as soon as you start to incorporate more of the sukha energy, this ability to allow yourself to breathe and to even move a little bit in the pose, that is where that ease exists. It's almost like you couldn't be like, I can just stay here for a minute, right? I could just hold this for a while. It doesn't mean that you're not engaging your muscles anywhere. You very are. You very much are. You're being active in those positions. But it's this balance between that active and the relaxing, right? The ability to be able to breathe into the body. So something to just be thinking about throughout the day, which is a great way to regulate your nervous system, which is this is this training that I have in restorative yoga, which is really about regulating the nervous system and these and looking at the difference between fight or flight and rest and digest. But essentially the meaning is to be able to relax your body on command. Relaxation is a skill and a lot of us don't have that skill. So how do we learn how to do that? Well, one of the best ways is through a practice like restorative yoga or just what you just did in in the moment. You could do it through yoga nidra. You might look that up, which is just like the body scan. Um, but learning how to do this is such a powerful skill because when you actually are, you know, tense around something, whether it be what someone said to you or someone pulled out in front of you or something stressful just happened in your business, 
the ability to be able to relax in that moment and to respond is a skill that is transformative as opposed to being reactive to the thing, right? So maybe we blow up at someone, we say something that we don't want to say, we do something that we regret. And so generally speaking, all of this that we're talking about is going to be an internal practice first of you relaxing in your own body, being able to soften in your body when you're finding it hardened, or maybe bringing more intention into how you're sitting or perhaps your workouts or your work schedule, wherever it may be in your life that you feel like you need it. So in order to avoid overwhelm, one of the things that I would call you to do in this moment is to just pick one area of your life to bring this practice into, in addition to the physical practice throughout the day. So you might just write down stura and suka. You might Google these terms and look them up and learn more about them so that you can start to practice these a little bit more. But pick one area of your life. And I and I would recommend picking that area of your life that you think would impact all other areas of your life. If you started incorporating this energy of either stir or suka into this area of your life, that it would impact the majority of your life in general. So what I mean by that is you might look at Okay, you know what? Maybe it's your finances and your wealth where you need to work on it. Maybe you need more, maybe you need more stir energy there. So you need to hire a financial planner. Or, I mean, obviously you could do so many different things there, but what is it that is going to bring more of that stir energy? Or maybe you're finding that in work that you just haven't really been getting tasks done, that you're just kind of blah. And you've just been kind of going with the flow. Things feel a little stagnant. Um and you want to bring more of that stir energy in. You might start to have a conversation with your team or talk to your boss about ways that you can contribute more. And maybe that looks like getting a promotion or you just need some things to spice things up or talking about what are some ways that you can start to climb the ladder. Or maybe you're looking at starting your own business or something like that. But what are these things that you can start to do? So just pick one area of your life. So the areas that you can look at to focus on are one of these eight areas. So career, business, finance and wealth, friends and family, play, fun and recreation, health and fitness, love life or romance, spiritual growth and personal development. Those things go hand in hand or your physical environment. Which of those areas do you want to focus on? And you could go through all of those areas and just figure out what is your tendency in each of these areas? Is it mostly stura? Is it mostly suka? And how can you start to balance out those energies so that your life can feel more at peace and you can feel more in control of how things are going? All right, you guys, I will catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you took some value from today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review so that I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the inspiration on Instagram by following along at WellWolf or visiting the website at wellwolf.com. I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. In the meantime, be well, be wild.